shift into an attitude of gratitude. Welcome to the Millionaire Woman Show, where we'll be discussing leadership, business, human potential, inspiring you to live rich from the inside out. Unlock your creativity, stretch out of your comfort zone, break through your barriers, take inspired action, and achieve epic results. Now here's your host, three-time best-selling author, speaker, and certified executive coach, Deborah Kozowski. Hey there, everyone. It's Deborah Kozowski. Welcome back to A Millionaire Woman Show. And if it's your first time here, greetings. We are excited to have you here and just jumping on board, whatever you're doing, whether you're cleaning the house, driving the car, you're working out in the gym, wherever you might be. Thank you for joining us. Your time is valuable. And I'm just grateful that you're here. Today, we are going to talk about the stories that we tell ourselves. What is the story that you are telling yourself? And when you're thinking about that, I'm just bringing up this topic because I find it so interesting when we realize that we're the only people who are putting the meaning to events. Our brains automatically connect emotions and facts and everything together, and we make meaning of our situations in our lives. And someone can look at the same situation. Like if there's a car accident, you can get seven different witnesses and each person will have a different perspective. So that's why, you know, children can be raised in the same home and all live a totally different life um, based on the situations that they've had and also how they've given meaning to the events in their lives. So there's a couple things that I wanted to talk about in this topic because You know, when we think about the stories that we tell ourselves, I want you to think about what are the stories that you tell yourself about empowerment, about being confident, about taking on your goals, your dreams, and stepping into whether it be your leadership or maybe it's going to be leading in an organization or taking a chance in your business because you believe in it or doing something for your family. So when you think about the stories that you tell yourself, let's just talk about coming from the place of leading ourselves, because it will fit into each every area of your life. And what is the story that you tell yourself? Let's talk about strengths, for example. Now, people will say that it's really difficult to come up with some of their strengths. And often, you know, when you're in the midst of things, it's easy for us to pick out the bad stuff when things go down and they don't turn out the way we wanted to. But if someone say, Hey, what do you like about yourself? What are you really good at? What do people come and ask you for help with or consult you about? Those are often your strengths. And you know, they might come might come or not come top of mind. But I want you to start thinking about what are those things? And I know some of you might be saying, but Deb, it's bragging. It's bragging to tell people what you're great at. See, there's a difference between shameless self-promotion and bragging. Now, bragging is meant to put other people down, that you're far more superior than they are. And, you know, they're they're just something else on, you know, the totem pole or, um organism in uh, the lifeline. So I want you to start thinking about 
what are those strengths that I'm really proud of that really stand out that are a part of who I am. And when you start looking at those strengths, like paying attention to detail, being resourceful, being able to look at a flow chart and digest it like nothing, and being able to translate it to other people who don't work with shapes and, you know, systems and process flow charts kind of thing. That's a strength, you know, not, and not every, here's the coolest thing. Not everybody has the same strength because we need each other collaboration over competition here, you know, so we want to be able to identify our strengths and it isn't bragging unless you're using it to put others down. Right. So shameless self-promotion. If you're going to go for that job interview, you're going to want to shamelessly self-promote your strengths. Yes. Are you going to be acknowledge your weaknesses? Sure you can. But what you put your focus on and attention to is what you get more of. So you're going to focus on the strengths. What is the stories that you do tell yourself about your weaknesses? We're not going to put a full lot of attention on it, but what is it that you tell yourself? Do you see yourself as a weak person or I'm not good at this? So I shouldn't do that. I'm not going to do this. So when you start talking like that to yourself, do you imagine what actions you take when you're telling yourself, well, you know, that person's better at this than me. Well, you're not even going to put in the effort. So really don't put a lot of focus on your weaknesses because your strengths will overpower them. And if it's a big weakness that, you know, like a one out of 10, versus your strength, that's an eight out of 10, you want to put more energy on your strength than your weakness. Because what you do is bring in someone onto your team, who what the, your weakness is, is their strength. And look what happens, then you're all operating at a high level of strength. Now, what are the stories that you're telling yourself about the opportunities that exist right now? Are you talking yourself out of the opportunities? saying, you know, if I do this, this, this is what could happen or that could happen. And when you do that, there's a fear of failure, fear of success, fear of all different types, but mainly fear of success or failure, because it's that uncertainty of what's going to happen next. How is it going to change my life? So when you're thinking about the stories you tell yourself, it often is about being afraid of the responsibility that comes with owning your story about what you're telling yourself and challenging the story of what you tell yourself. There's a phenomenal woman, Byron Katie, who has the work.com and she shares her work freely with many people and has a book called loving what is. And she has a worksheet called Judge Your Neighbor. And when you go through a process of questions of, and her belief is, is we suffer when we think about our thoughts. But when we're able to question our thoughts and come from a place of curiosity, we start removing judgment from our thoughts when we're curious and ask questions. And as we do that, we discharge the emotion that goes with it. And we can actually remove some of that suffering in people's lives, in our own lives, is 
basically what you're doing when you go through the process. So I invite you to check out ByronKatieTheWork.com. But to also look at your story, taking responsibility for your story, it's the thoughts, the feelings, the actions you're willing to take to get the results that you want. And when you tell yourself a certain type of story and put meaning to it, it will either propel you into action or it will propel you in a different direction into not taking action. And when you start asking yourself, what, where is this coming from? This story that you started telling yourself, is it true? Do you know it to be true? hundred percent. And in the work, the four questions, those are the first two big questions. Is it true? Do you know it to be true? And the third question is, who would you be without that thought? Well, if you didn't have that thought, then you would take the actions that you wanted to, or you would feel free. Or, you know, there's so many different things you'd have to put yourself in a situation. So if you believe that maybe your work's not fulfilling, is that true? And you might say yes or no. The answer is either yes or no, no in between. And let's say it's yes. And do you know that 100% to be true? Well, no, we never have 100%, but for you, it might be 100% true. And then who would you be without that thought? Well, if you had the thought that your work was unfulfilling, then it must be fulfilling. And what would happen or how would you behave or think if your work was fulfilling? Chances are you'd be energized. You'd be enthusiastic. What actions would you take differently? So it's being able to challenge our thinking to see what we would do if we were in a different state of mind and then move into the action that gets us propelled into getting the results that we want by starting to take away and discharge some of the suffering of getting caught up in some of the story. Because our imaginations, you give it a subject and it can run wild. Your imaginations can come up with so much. And, you know, you might have heard stories or even walk through your house and, you know, there's something hanging on a treadmill, for example, maybe be some clothing on the treadmill and you look over and it looks like some somebody's there or something's on there that you're not sure what it is. And as you get closer or turn a light on, you notice it's not what you were fearing. And it's like, oh, why did I get all excited about that? So just to really think about the meaning you put to the story, or someone says something to you, you start questioning the tone, you give it a different meaning that they must be angry at you. And if they're angry at you, um, you, you think all these other thoughts that, you know, catch on like a domino effect. And you're like, oh, well, they must not like me. They must not like the work that I do. Or have you ever had a time? And I, and I've had this, you know, even to me that, you know, that someone says, we really need to talk. And you're like, uh, what did I do now? And, you know, when you're thinking about that and then you get there and they just want to compliment you or, you know, give you another assignment and you're like, oh, in the back of your head, you're like, oh, that's all it is. I really thought I was going to get this. 
uh, get in trouble or something. And you're like, oh, wow, why did I create this whole monumental event and stress myself out before, you know, just questioning my thought and saying, how do you know that to be true? You don't. So if I come in with an open mind and I'm not questioning whether something's true or not, I am more apt to be open to the experience. And, you know, when we think about the stories that we tell ourselves, we should also be looking at what part of those stories do we need to let go of? And, you know, we often hear about people talking about bringing stuff up from their past, living in their present or their future. And I, you know, I have processed past things as well. And the more you live in the past, you take away energy from your present and your future. So as you're able to process some of the stories that you told yourself about who you were, what you were doing, how you're showing up, or how someone spoke to you, the meaning that you gave different events in your life, when you start questioning whether that to be true, and thinking about if I was able to let go of that thought, who could I be? You're able to show up differently and you start discharging the energy and some maybe of the resistance or the hostility or however that event made you feel. Now, I'm not saying that People haven't had tragic events. There's been, you know, people have had abuse and they've had other things going on. And I'm not, you know, saying that those aren't significant because they are. But if we're able to come to a place of naming what's going on and being able to flip and reframe it in a way of empowerment, then you take your power back. Because the story, there's stories that you can tell yourself and you, as you start questioning your thoughts, you realize that you've given away your power. Someone can't take it. You can only give it to them. And as you do that, you lose parts of yourself when you give away your power. And then when you're able to understand that your power was yours all along, you can bring it back to your center and live in the present moment. And so again, that question is, what do you need to let go of? And when we get caught up in, you know, the story of our mistakes, things that have gone wrong, we're human. At the end of the day, we're human. And a girlfriend and I were talking about this the other day, and we were really talking about when was the last time you did something for the first time? And it could be something new. It could be an abandoned passion that you reignite. Or maybe you've discovered a hidden talent, like playing the piano, playing the guitar, or something that you once longed for. And, you know, inside of you, you actually are a musician. And it's very fascinating to me you know, especially as an adult learner, we tend to be so critical of ourselves of, you know, wanting to everything to be perfect. And I think when you can come from a growth mindset, be curious, like a child, you know, when children are learning a new sport, 
you know, no one's criticizing them, hopefully, uh, when they're picking dandelions on their way to the goalpost, you know, um, or if they're running and they're kicking that ball and they shoot in the opposite goal, like we see it in, you know, the NHL and the sports teams that they do that. And it's, you're like, wow, what could make them do that? And it could be just all of the excitement and all the energy in their mind gets so caught up in the excitement of everything that they just go the wrong way. And sometimes you can't even explain it because I don't believe that they do it purposely. But the thing is a child will fall down when they're learning to walk and they'll get up again and they'll try again and they'll get up and they'll fall down and they'll go again and again until they're walking many steps to you. And yet as an adult, we might pick something up, what, one time, two times, three times, maybe the fifth time we're just like, okay, we're done. You're not seeing a lot of progress. And this is where you need to be able to push through those times where you feel challenged to say, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to break it down into smaller pieces. And as an adult learner, we need to have that childlike mindset, that growth mindset where we're welcome to, you know, make mistakes and learn from them and play with them and see what can come out of it. Some of the most beautiful art came from a mistake because they're not really mistakes. They turn into something creative in what we do with those things that weren't your perfection. And when we think about doing those things for the first time, do you ever notice that when you haven't done something for a long time, and I'm going to just talk about like an abandoned passion, for example, years ago, I had a friend coming to visit me when I was, you know, in, in, um, one of my first jobs, I had worked with her travel nursing in the States and she had come to visit me in Edmonton. And I said, well, let's go to West Edmonton mall. World's largest mall has a big ice skating rink in the center of it. And I hadn't skated in years and she came and we went ice skating. And I have to tell you having the cool breeze on my face as I skated along the ice, the coolness of the ice and all of these things started coming back to me of all the feeling and the excitement and how it felt to be on the ice and skate again. We forget about that feeling, that charge, or when we try something new that we haven't done before, let's say we have a fear of going downhill skiing, and then we take a lesson and we go a few runs and we realize, oh my gosh, I can do this. I can do this. But meanwhile, what was the story that we were telling ourselves about our, what we were capable of? So whatever you tell yourself about your capability becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So today, I really want to impress upon you to own your story, be willing to take on the responsibility and recognize the story that you're telling yourself about who you are. Who do you want to be known to be? What is your leadership legacy? What do you want to be, do, or have? 
And I would love for you to start identifying some of those strengths and not feeling this cringy feeling inside that you're bragging about who you are. It is time for some self, shameless self-promotion to really identify yourself as someone more than what you've been giving yourself credit for. It's time to step into your potential, stand tall, and really recognize that the stories that you're telling yourself that aren't serving you are the ones that need to be let go of. What is the story that you have around money? Deserving of money, the responsibility behind money. What are the stories that you have maybe even inherited? or conditioned, knowing that at any point in time, you are the author of your life. And when you change the story you tell yourself, you can completely change your life. You can feel more empowered. You can feel more confident. And you can be even more competent in the fact that as you question your stories, you can start identifying what is it that I need to become the person I want to become. We can always become more knowledgeable and develop skills and abilities. But first, you need to be aware of the stories that you're telling yourself. I remember years ago, we went to this dress shop and my daughter had run in and she's like, oh, mom, mom, look at all the hats. And I had walked in and I said, you know, Krista, I really don't look good in hats. I don't want you, you go ahead and try them on. Mom's not going to try any on because I, I don't feel like I look good in hats. And this five foot nothing little lady came from around the corner, finger wagging at me. And she said, that's what you tell yourself. She stopped me in my tracks because I knew she was right. It's which hat you put on and what is the story that you tell yourself about how you look in that outfit, that hat, in that car, that house, how you see yourself. What is the story? For years, I had told myself I didn't look good in a hat. And since that time, I've collected a few hats and I've been more courageous or brave, if you will, to put on these hats and show the different personality and perspective. And we have different roles in our lives as well, whether it be mom, teacher, daughter, sister, and all of those roles are different hats, even in coaching. I don't give advice. I advise. I have different hats that I put on to support my coaching clients. So as we put on these different hats, it's the story that we tell ourselves about what we're capable of. And what you remind yourself is, is whatever I focus on becomes my self-fulfilling prophecy. What you say 
is what you're going to get back. So really be mindful of your words and start doing some of those things for the first time. If you feel like your work maybe has become monotonous, for example, what is something you used to do that you really enjoy that you're no longer doing? That really brought a lot of energy into your workday. Maybe you go for a walk at lunch. Maybe you listen to a podcast. Maybe you go for a run or get some exercise. When we start, you know, doing some of the things that really light us up, they overflow into everything that we do every day. And sometimes it's a matter of acknowledging what we bring to the table. It's being able to say, these are my strengths without having to shy away. These are the possibilities. These are the opportunities. And I know I have stories that I need to let go of because they only lead me into a place of being stuck or sabotaging myself. Because your stories come from the thoughts. And you have to go back to what is influencing that thought. Did someone tell you something at one time in your life that you put a meaning to it that they must be right? Without ever questioning whether or not that was true. Especially, you know, as children, we're very susceptible to parent figures, coaches, and all these individuals we, that we look up to, and they might say one thing that we take and give a certain meaning, and it may not even match the meaning that they intended, but we took a meaning about who we are, what we're capable of. And uh, I have a family member that in grade one, her teacher had told her that she would never amount to anything. And she questioned that all through her life. And I was like, that person's not even alive anymore. And you're still telling yourself the same story. And uh, this individual, she had done some upgrading in school and she was getting 88 and she got 94 on a percent on an exam. And she was saying, gosh, I just don't feel smart. And I'm like, what are you telling yourself? And then she shared with me the story about this grade one teacher telling her that she was never going to amount to anything. And, you know, she was in her late 40s, early 50s, I think, when she started sharing that story. And I'm like, but look who you are now. Like, it's time to let go of the stories that no longer serve us. So think of the stories, maybe write them out about what are the stories in your life that tend to be taking you off track that tend to get you stuck and have you sabotaging and you even can feel it or catch yourself that, gosh, if I wouldn't have done that, I would still be able to get the results that I want. And then what happens is we get caught up in the mistakes, the wrongdoings, and we get into self-criticism, self-destruction and self-beating up and, you know, and it's like, okay, stop. It's time to learn from those situations. It's time to remember that you're human. And when you take those learning experiences, 
and turn them around into empowering yourself with these lessons to move forward, you actually can accelerate your progress. But it all starts with owning your story and understanding the meaning that you put behind the story that you tell. There's lots of misinterpretation in the world. That's where a lot of, you know, some of our wars come from, miscommunication, because of different perspectives. And as soon as we could start challenging our thoughts, removing the judgment and being curious, we are more apt to take actions that support the goals and dreams that we want. So I'm going to also tie back into when was the last time you did something new for your first time? Doing something new gives you something to anticipate. I remember pre-pandemic, I had taken some voice lessons and I'd always wanted to take some vocal lessons. And I was four lessons in when the pandemic's just rammed into my plans and, uh, and you really need to pick it up again. But I was so excited. You anticipate those new things and it gives you something to look forward to. And sometimes, you know, you don't interject that into your work if you have a job or maybe your business because there are systems and processes in place. But outside of some environments, you can also add things to your life that excite you. Maybe you want to go to a Broadway show or you want to take an improv class or become a stand-up comic or take some lessons with that. I want you to think about what would it feel like to do something new that you've been thinking about? What is that abandoned passion? I talked about skating. It could be horseback riding. It could be dirt biking. It could be so many different things that you know that when you're in that seat again, in the figurative sense, that that energy will rush back to why you loved it so much. And maybe there's something that you've been thinking about that's actually a hidden talent that you're about to discover and letting it unfold. Or you're honing it is something that you really like to do, but you've kind of put it on the wayside. That anticipation helps energize you and you start to shift the stories that you tell yourself. Because here's the thing, you are already enough. And the stories that you tell about, tell yourself about what you're capable of become your self-fulfilling prophecy. So why not remind yourself that you're enough already as you are, you don't know anything else other than to drop the stories that do not serve you and start doing things that light you up in the figurative sense, do more things of what you love to do. And as you do that, you're going to create meaning and significance and moments and experiences that you're going to look back upon and be able to share a powerful story. You are the holder of the, the pen, my friends. You can write the story that you wish to tell about your life experience. 
and how you can change the story to create a brand new story of where you're about to go. Because where you are right now is not where you're staying. We get so caught up in our circumstances and situations that we think this is where I'm going to be. My feet are planted, not knowing or forgetting that we are in constant state of change. We're evolving as people. We have new life experiences and we're not the same person as we were even two days ago. So think about those stories that you tell yourself about who you are, what you're capable of what the next steps might be and really challenge yourself and those assumptions that you could be making and stop jumping to conclusions because it's not a great form of exercise to come and look through the eyes of a child and be curious what would happen if I picked up the guitar and gave it a shot what would happen if I picked up that paintbrush And I just put on a few strokes on the canvas. And, you know, I'm going to share a story of a a lady that uh, I've worked with in the past. And one time we were all sitting at the lunch table and she said, you know, someday I am going to take a photography class. And we're like, why not now? Like, why wait till you retire? Because that's like years away. And we looked up, you know, the next photography class was that was up and coming and Two of, two of the three of us couldn't go and she went and next thing I knew she's posting these amazing pictures on National Geographic and I was like wow and then one day she was driving and she said she was inspired to go buy some paints and she started painting and she got really um, into encaustic art and started selling her paintings and it just made me realize that the stories that we tell ourselves about that someday and you know the previous podcast was all about someday it's like this ties with that in the fact that the stories that you tell yourself will either propel you forward or they're going to hold you back so you've got to ask yourself is the story that i'm telling myself today in support encouraging or moving me forward. And if it isn't, how must I shift this story to become one that is? And do I know that the story that I've been telling myself, how, where's the truth in it? So really think about how to challenge those stories and go easy on yourself for the mistakes and wrongs, take the learning opportunities out of them, like squeeze that juice out of that lemon and really turn it into some really juicy lemonade. What are you going to let go of? Don't be afraid to take responsibility for the stories that you tell yourself because they're either going to propel you forward, as I said, or they're going to hold you back. And I can't wait to hear the stories of you propelling forward, seizing the day and taking on those opportunities and possibilities and really looking at the person you aspire to be and start seeing those results. Thank you for joining me here on the Millionaire Woman Show, where we talk about life, leadership, and business. I'd love for you to go over to my website, 
to www.debrakazowski with an S. Kazowski is K-A-S-O-W-S-K-I.com. And you're going to put in your email and you can get your reset your mindset PDF 10 pager that is going to really help you develop that growth mindset, really help you become more curious about the things that your mind play can play tricks on you. And when you can, can command your mindset and you can start taking actions and getting the results that you want. So that's what we want you to do here on the show. Again, rate, review, subscribe, share this podcast with someone you know who could really benefit from really questioning the stories that they're telling themselves. As Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world. And as always, go out and make today great. 